Welcome to my Latinx life. Join me as I journey to learn, educate, and highlight Latinx leaders in a comfortable setting similar to your mom's kitchen. We'll explore a variety of topics with guest and reoccurring host. I'm your host, Joe Redondo, and this is my Latinx life. Welcome back to the next episode of My Latinx Life. Uh, today we have two guests who were having brunch with me today because they came over and I was so nice and generous out of the you know the goodness of my heart to cook for them and clean for them, which cleaning was probably the bigger task than actually cooking today. Um, so I'm going to let my guests introduce themselves. So we have Georgianne and Chelsea. Georgianne, would you like to introduce uh, your name, um, where you work, what you do, and... How you identify so when you are in the world? Um, I'm Georgianne Smith, and I work in emergency management and in health and safety. Um, I'm in between jobs at the moment, so I'm not going to say exactly where I'm at at the moment, but I'm starting a new opportunity at the end of the month. And I identify as a Hispanic, part black, and a mixed kid. So Okay, great. And do you identify as a, like a cisgendered female, heterosexual, gay, lesbian, bi, just an old lady at this point, nothing matters anymore? <laughs> just an old lady at this point. <laughs> <laughs> just FYI, Georgianne's really not that old and she looks amazing. We just <laughs> I like to make fun of her because she is the oldest one of us. So it's the one time I like to do, the one thing I like to do. And then my other old friend um, is uh, Chelsea. Uh, you want to identify who you are, Chelsea? Well, my name is Chelsea Hammond. I am a program coordinator at Children's Hospital here in Seattle. Um, I identify as she, her, and also an African-American woman. Okay, great. Um, Chelsea's also older than me, um, one foot in the dirt. Um, but that's okay because we also all feel like we're about 94. Our bodies all creak and we all sleep about like an hour and a half every night before we got to wake up and either go pee or turn. Um, so today we're going to have a quick little, we're going to change up the format of that we've been doing for my Latinx life. We're going to do some smaller sessions as we go through the holiday season. Um, something quick and easy for people to listen to. So... I brought in my two friends. They're both, as you heard, Chelsea identifies as African-American and Georgiana identifies as a Hispanic and black woman, um, both women of color who have got to know. Um, friendly reminder, me and Chelsea work at Seattle Children's. We don't speak for Seattle Children's. Um, they are their own brand. We just happen to also just both work there. That's also how we know Georgiana. Georgiana used to work with us at the hospital as well. Um, but today we're going to talk about stress during COVID, how we have dealt with it, things that we're still dealing with, but also how the election added to that, how we felt after the election and the great news we got here in Washington State we're shutting back down a little bit more uh, as we try to deal with our rising COVID numbers so the first question I'd be is Chelsea and Georgian how do you feel your stress levels have changed from pre-COVID to during COVID at the very beginning let's just start like March April how were you feeling Georgian you want to go first sure I'll start um I would say that my stress level was pretty high in February and March since I have a career in emergency management I've done this for probably going on 15 years and so I kind of saw this coming I saw uh, what a pandemic could do and what it actually did to our state and it was very scary so my anxiety level went up extremely high as well as Myself having asthma, um, it kind of terrified me a little bit. I didn't, I didn't, I still don't know what it could do to me since I haven't gotten um, COVID, but it was definitely eye opening and um, very stressful at the beginning of the year. And Chelsea, how do you feel like your stress levels were changed? My stress level, to be completely honest, wasn't, it was high, but not because of COVID. 
Um, I had a lot of personal issues that was happening during COVID. Um, For me, not very much changed. It was, we were just told to kind of work from home, which is something I've never done before. But because of personal issues in my personal life, that is what made it very stressful. But um, COVID overall, I'm an introvert. I like to be at home. I have a small group of friends, so being told to stay home is not a problem for me. Well, I would think all of us are fairly introverted. I think that we probably, it's the one thing that probably brings us together more than anything. We're all like, it's okay if I don't see anybody for a couple of weeks. It's whatever. I'm just all in myself. Do you feel like your stress levels have changed since COVID? Do you feel like as we've been in these type of parameters where we've limited the amount of people, how much we're going out, things like that, do you feel like your stress levels have leveled out now a little bit more And you because like you found your new rhythm and your routine and things like that? or do you still feel like it's still pretty high? I would say, this Georgian, I would say that mine have leveled out. Just getting used to being home and, you know, even as an introvert, it was a big change for me not to see family members or friends. And so I, I would honestly say that I was getting lonely for a minute there and was kind of getting stir crazy. But I feel like um, I've been able to talk, text, email with our friends. Um, Chelsea and Joe love to send me TikToks and keep me entertained. And so it's it's evened out a little more for me. Yeah. Chelsea? Mine is still the same. <laughs> Just in case you're wondering, Chelsea's never phased by anything. <laughs> no, that's not true. Um, Unless you try to eat her food and then she's phased by that. <laughs> Personal issue. Um, my mom had a stroke right as COVID was starting. Um, it was very serious. My mom was in the hospital for about three weeks. And that is including doing inpatient rehab. With that, there was a lot of phone calls for me, um, training for when she got out of the hospital. Um, Once she finally got out of the hospital, it was getting everything set up for home care. She had a bunch of different types of therapy, physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy. Um, I was constantly on the go. I had to go shopping for stuff to change home life for her. So even though it's been months after, it's mm-hmm. something that we are still dealing with. Yeah. Um, and so it, it it's the same for me. Okay. So do you feel like the election added any additional stress or new found triggers for you during COVID and things like that? Because I mean, this election cycle has been tumultuous is the best word I can think of. Um, Do you feel like that impacted your life any, Chelsea? Um, Yeah, it definitely has. It's added more stress, I would say, but it's also made me very aware of my surroundings. I think this election has brought out a lot of behaviors in certain people that they necessarily wouldn't do in a certain situation. I think some people felt empowered, you know, each way, whether it was, you know, anti-racism or maybe it was racism. Um, Yeah. So because of all of that, it has made me very aware of my surroundings. I definitely pay more attention about where I go, who I'm with, what type of neighborhood it's in. And so, yeah, for sure, it's definitely added a lot with this election. Yeah. For Jan, what do you feel like the election did to stress in your COVID bubbles and things? I would honestly say it made me um, sad, sadder to see the news, sad to see, like Chelsea said, people's behaviors. It was actually um, very disheartening seeing how some people were acting um, and whether it was because they're out of work or um, able to 
protest or show um, their side of however they feel. It was it was definitely uh, very sad to see that. And it also, like Chelsea said, it just makes you want to be aware of your surroundings. And um, before you talk about politics or any of your opinions, you want to make sure that you're around friends and a safe and in a safe environment before you have those discussions. Yeah. So the election's officially over. We know that Joe Biden is the president-elect. Um, it doesn't look like they're going to be able to like overturn based on the numbers. It's over five million difference now. Um, do you feel is there a different sense of your stress now, or a different sense of ease now that you feel like, hey, now we just have to make it to inauguration day, and that like the next couple weeks is an interesting time? Do you feel like now that we know we have a new president, a different administration as women of color, also now that we have our first female vice president? How do y'all feel about that? I'm excited to see what this next year will bring, whether, um, you know, we continue to deal with, you know, issues of race and COVID, that hopefully it would be turning a a stone into the right direction as far as being a little less stressful and a little less anxious around our our friends and families and, you know, even people around the water cooler at work. So um, I hope it's going to be a positive thing. Yeah, Chelsea. Right now, until inauguration, I'm, I would say, a little bit more fearful. Um, I think some people were probably very disappointed with the way the votes went, and then some people were happy and excited. I have strong feelings about the president-elect. I don't believe that one man can come in and change something that's been happening for millions of years. Um, I'm glad people are very excited about it. I'm hopeful that he can, you know, bring a change, but you know, racism is something that's been happening for millions of years. It's just people have felt empowered to talk about it and speak about it and I just don't think one person can just come and take that away um I'm hopeful that Joe Biden can bring some of that change um with that and also everything with the climate change and stuff like that so I mean we'll see what happens yeah do you feel like we've had an uptick in talking about things like racism and systemic racism in our workplaces and in our everyday environments because like for me personally like I grew up we didn't talk about racism we didn't talk about that it was just it was one of the things you just never discussed in like work life or personal life like you just everybody kind of had their own views and you just kind of hope that you weren't dealing with somebody from somebody that was totally off the rails but now we discuss it on a regular basis we have conversations about it do you feel like that's hindered relationships do you feel like that's helped relationships do you feel like that's moving us in the right direction i would say just with social media being um some something that everybody has access to and that we're all accessing at the moment because of you know covid we're all at home and most of us are working from home i think racism has occurred like chelsea said for thousands of years and um, whether people talked about it openly openly or publicly, I would say in the past that was not the case and now people are. So it's definitely creating an atmosphere where certain people like myself can sometimes feel very uncomfortable because as a, you know, a mixed race child, you know, growing up, it wasn't we didn't think about it in our family because we all love each other and we care about each other. Um, so to see um, friends with a, a view or a skewed view, it's sad because you don't know how to sometimes talk to them or correct them 
um, you know, when those kind of conversations occur. So it's a very um, slippery slope sometimes. Yeah. Um, I agree with Georgianne about the whole social media. Um, I think it definitely brings a lot of things forward. Um, just like Joe mentioned, you know, I grew up in that generation too where you just didn't talk about it. And I think, you know, our parents, grandparents did that in a way to help us survive in the world that was at that time. Mm -hmm. And I think the generations ahead of us are challenging it, which is great. But at the same time, some things, I would say people in the older generation, we have to kind of unlearn all the things that we were taught and acknowledge the fact that it was wrong. And that's that's really hard. That's something that I've been struggling with um, throughout this whole entire thing. Um, there's a lot of things that my parents, my grandparents taught me that, you know, you don't do this. Make sure you leave the house. Make sure your head's comb. Make sure you're, you know, you're presentable. And I shouldn't have to do that because it's not my job to make everybody uncomfortable. So I have to unlearn that mm -hmm. and be okay with, hey, I'm not perfect all the time. No, I don't have makeup on every day. And she so sure it's... It's it's been challenging for sure. I can attest. She does not always wear her makeup. Um, nope. <laughs> um, you know it's not going to be a good day when she comes in her sweats. I'm like, oh, okay, got it. It's one of those days. But it's okay. I still love her. She's also my camping buddy. Both of these are my camping buddies. When I say camping, we really mean glamping because uh, me and Chelsea uh, stay in an eight-person tent with just the two of us, dorm style. Um, so she's a little extra. I have to keep her real. I have to keep her real and honest to herself. Oh, really? I'm extra? Yes. I just I could go out there with just like a sleeping bag and a hammock and I'd probably be just fine. Okay. I would be just fine. Uh, that's why, yes, that's why I like to keep her. I like to bring her back down to earth, keep her real, <laughs> make sure she doesn't get too full of herself. So like you said, we're waiting until inauguration day and anything really could happen. So I definitely feel like I'm more heightened now mm -hmm. than ever, I think, because I think if anything was going to happen, it's going to happen now. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you're more aware of your surroundings as like you've now, like I've been in like the last week and a half, I think I've been way more aware. Like when I'm at the grocery store, I'm like, who's around me? Like what's going on? Like I'm like, I've always been a little paranoid as y'all know like I don't like sitting with my back towards the door when we go to a restaurant or when we used to go to restaurants since I haven't been to like a real restaurant in god knows how long now yeah I'm just wait like I even park away from other cars now in the parking lot I'm like I don't know who's in that car I don't know what's going on what are they doing how do y'all feel about that um yeah I agree it you are definitely way more aware of your surroundings you kind of I mean for me I kind of just don't really go anywhere unless it's like family or my really close friends and i would say i have maybe about four of them i mean with this Does that going mean I on just made the cut yeah i don't know if y'all know this this is a big win for me <laughs> it is a big win. Uh, when chelsea first started working with us i didn't think she liked me we didn't talk at all <laughs> she would not talk to me i was like why won't she be my friend <laughs> i was very about going into work do my job and go home. She was like the only other person of color on the team at the time. And I was like, I need a friend and she won't be my friend. <laughs> Just so you guys know, we didn't become friends until after I left the department. <laughs> It was very hurtful, let me just tell you, because every day I was like, what am I doing to her that she won't be my friend? Everybody loves me. She just won't be my friend. Gotta make them work for it, ladies. Joke's on her. I don't work for nothing. You just did. I was like, you know what? She'll be my friend. I know she will. This is what I do. Everybody loves me. 
Georgianne, do you feel like you're more heightened now that we're just waiting for Inauguration Day? Um, I would say yes. Um, I happened to be traveling on uh, Election Day and was a little nervous at the airport. Definitely aware of my surroundings. And I've always been a person that kind of um, is heightened at all times just because of my job. But uh, lately, I, I've been a little nervous about, you know, going places. Um, I'm also like Chelsea, trying to do those Amazon Prime orders and Costco orders. And I'm sure my neighbors probably think I passed away in my home, <laughs> although I haven't. <laughs> but I, I rarely even go just to check the mail. And Thursday is my big outing. It's to take out the trash. So she's getting real wild, guys. Uh <laughs> Georgianne's also ex-military, so she's also extra paranoid about everything, I feel like. Anytime we're everywhere, she's yes. always, like, looking around. I'm like, calm down. It's just my apartment. There's 500 square feet. Like, there's nobody here. You would hear them. And so, no, I agree. Um, so the governor announced this morning that he's cutting back everything here. That's Governor Jay Inslee for Washington State is reducing the amount of gatherings that we're having for our families. We're not supposed to be having family gatherings of anything. We're supposed to, they're going to be shutting down our grocery stores and things like that down to now 25% capacity and things like that. Um, do you feel like that was the right decision now that we have a number spike? Um, I do. I think people weren't taking this seriously for whatever reason um i think people were being selfish um i get you have your own personal beliefs or whatnot but it wasn't it's not just about one person it's about the nation and um i don't always believe the numbers um i think the news and social media definitely um exaggerates things um i i get you know we need to know the numbers of how many people died or you know have the virus but they also need to put the numbers out there of how many people have survived i think it's not that hard to just wear a mask um he's not asking you to put on a full ppe like the nurses do um i've seen some videos where some nurses are in you know all of their protective equipment for 12 hours of the day and we don't have it nearly that bad to put on a mask when you go to the gas station or grocery store while you do your shopping is not it's not a hard ask i also agree with what chelsea said i i think um although it saddens me that you know um we can't get together with our family yet but i feel it's the best decision and to keep people safe um, we want to keep our elderly safe people with any other um illnesses safe and um you know, us being in healthcare, we also know that we don't always have holidays. Um, we've spent a lot of holidays at work. So for healthcare workers, this is nothing new. Um, it's just, you know, kind of respecting each other and our, each other's spaces. And I'm willing to do that. So, I mean, I don't understand why other people are having such a hard time with um, some of these restrictions. And it's temporary. It's not forever. So definitely agree with uh, the governor's decision. Agree. I do think that that's what it takes to reduce our numbers. I think about, I want to be a good person and a good steward to society. And if that means like, I like, and I've told like Chelsea and Georgiana this, like I understand the science behind it and I hate wearing my mask and mine is purely from an anxiety, like being in tight spaces, things like that freak me out. It's the same when I fly. I don't like being in the plane because I don't have any control over it. Um, but I still wear my mask when I go to the grocery store. I wear it when I'm at the office. If I'm at my desk, I take it off because it's the one place I can take it off and when I'm eating but if I get up I'm like oh crap I gotta put my mask back on it's like something I have to remember it's like it is kind of annoying now because it's like one more thing I have to remember when I'm trying to leave the house I'm like keys check phone check 
money, check. Oh crap, mask. I need my mask. I gotta run back. It's like all the, the TikToks and the memes of like, oh crap, I gotta go back for my mask now. So yes, I agree also. And I'm, I'm like, I'm really excited if we have a national lockdown also. I'm not gonna lie. Cause I'm just like, please freeze my rent. Please freeze, freeze my bills. <laughs> <laughs> freeze everything. I don't yeah. want to pay nothing for four to six weeks. I would love that. Please do that. Also, like every other very large developed nation in the world has done it. Like, and it helped their numbers and they're doing it again a second time. And it's just, this is part of the world that we're at. Like, this is where we're at as a society. Like, we're going to get diseases. We're not going to understand them. I mean, we didn't understand the flu when this flu first came out. We didn't understand polio. We didn't, I mean, there's a lot of things that we've never understood and it took time. and things. So as we wrap up, because this is just a short episode today, is there anything you want the listeners to know? Any tidbits of wisdom? Anything you want to remind them? Number one, my reminder is going to be wear your damn mask. Thank you. <laughs> um, I would say for everybody to keep in touch with their loved ones, be thankful for having them um, close and safe. And also a reminder to decorate early because we have the time and catch up on the shows you missed. Um, I would say self-care. That's really important right now. Um, I think trying to find those new hobbies or old hobbies that may have been lost, pick them back up. Um, it's okay to be selfish and say, no, I want to do this for myself. So self-care, that's top priority for me right now. Good reminders. Wear your damn mask. Make sure you take some self-care and make sure that you go ahead and start decorating early and that you take care of yourself and you checked in with your loved ones. Yeah, my Christmas tree's up already. Yep, Chelsea's Christmas tree is up. Uh, I put up me my too. middle Christmas tree. Georgianne <laughs> clearly put up her Christmas tree. Um, I don't put up a Christmas tree because again, I have like 500 square feet and there's no room for a Christmas tree. But I got my metal one up and I put the light in it last night and I was like, oh, it's Christmas. Yay, I'm ready. Um, so we're going to do a few more episodes like this through the holidays. Just short, quick, simple. Check back with us and we look forward to the next episode. Hopefully, um, I don't know what I'm going to call these ladies. Maybe my brunch beauties uh, will join Yay. me for another episode. <sighs> Never mind. I got to take that back. Then. I, already went to, like, I accept the, the tortillas were amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Three, yeah. Georgian was like, your tortillas were great. And I made chorizo and egg and potatoes mm-hmm. and bacon. And they were like, Wait, when are we coming again? I'm like, um, I don't cook that often. We got to go sh- bags, y'all. <laughs> because I don't keep paper plates and I don't keep foil. I don't keep because I live by myself. And so I don't have anything. So literally, I just gave them all the little baggies I had in the, in the cabinet. So um, thank you again. Join us next time. Bye. Bye. Remember, follow us on Instagram and Twitter for updates on the show and like and share with your friends, with your families, with your coworkers, because we love to have people here listening and leave us a good rating on whatever platform you're listening on today. Thanks.